You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And hi again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of If You Don't Like That, NFC and AFC Championship Games coming up on Sunday. We'll preview those in a moment, but first, we are brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento, locally owned for over 20 years. New Works has a fix for you. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com, and remember, they're available 24-7 for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. That's newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W, WRXplumbing.com. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. So here we go. San Francisco at Philadelphia and Cincinnati at Kansas City. The first game has the Niners and the Eagles in Philadelphia. Weather will not be a factor. It is going to be actually very, very nice, which is unusual for Philadelphia and the Northeast in January. All right, so let's talk about what we expect in this game. Here's what we do know. The Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Both teams have outstanding defenses. We know that Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, has been outstanding. They have playmakers, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, and they can run after the catch. They have a solid running game, all right? They normally do not beat themselves. Niners are on a roll. Against Dallas, third down conversions were big. They were 7-14. of The Niners held on to the ball for almost 33 minutes, but yet they really couldn't put the game away. They had to settle for a lot of field goals thanks to Robbie Gold. And, of course, Dak Prescott helped out the 49ers' cause with some bad interceptions. Now, what about the run game? Are the 49ers going to be able to run the ball on this Philadelphia defense? If you're into numbers... Here's the other side of that equation. San Francisco is 2-4 and four this year when allowing 99 rushing yards or more. Philadelphia has been held under 100 yards five times, but they are 12-0 and 0 when they rush for over 100 yards or more. Jalen Hurts, I think the guy is underrated. I think the guy's a hell of a player. He's a leader. He's a winner. Obviously, he's going against a guy that hasn't lost yet in Brock Purdy, but when you look at Jalen Hurts, and you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they are the number one seed for a reason. They earned it. A lot of people say, well, they haven't played anybody. I mean, you can say that about a lot of different teams. The reality is these are the two best teams in the NFC. These are two tremendous defenses, and all numbers point to a low-scoring game. 
And here's something else. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts only had six interceptions all year. He's not Dak Prescott. All right, he's probably not going to throw interceptions in this game. You know, when I look at a game like this, I look at two areas that I think are going to be big. Special teams. I think the punters are going to be really important in this game. I think field position is going to be critical in this game. So I want to look at the punters for both teams. All right, I think that is going to be key. Here's something else. We talk about stupid penalties, right? A Dre Greenlaw penalty with a hit out of bounds, something of that magnitude. You cannot be committing personal fouls, late hit on the quarterback. You cannot allow the other team to keep a drive alive because of stupid penalties. Got to be disciplined, all right? I know we say that week in, week out, but in this game, when you look at both of these squads, and I don't want to say they're mirror images of one another, but they're very similar, all right? They're very, very similar. Defense, all right, they are going to be really hard to score against. I don't see this game being in the 20s. I really don't. I can see both of these teams having a total of under 20. I don't think it's going to be that different than what we saw this past weekend with Dallas and San Francisco. The difference is I just don't see the Eagles turn the ball over at the quarterback position like Dak Prescott. You know, he gave the 49ers some gifts. I don't see the Eagles giving gifts to the 49ers. I think this is a three-point game, and I'm going to give you my prediction. I think the Philadelphia Eagles win this game, and I'm going to say they win it 20-16. to 16. I think it's a 20-16. to 16. I know I said I don't see teams scoring in the 20s, but I'm going to go 20-16. to 16. I think Philadelphia is going to emerge. I think if this game were at home, I would pick San Francisco to win the game. I think the two-and-a-half-point number is indicative of where the game is. It's in Philadelphia. Now, Brock Purdy, we know, has been really good, all right? And he has defied the odds, and he has turned all the naysayers very quiet. But this is a different animal this week. This is the biggest game of his life, obviously. It's on the road in Philadelphia. And the one thing that the 49ers, in my opinion, cannot afford to do this Sunday in the championship game is play from behind. I think that is a dangerous recipe for Purdy and the 49ers. So again, I'm going to give the Eagles the edge here, albeit slightly. This game should flat out be a dandy. And again, weather will not be an issue, which I'm sure both quarterbacks and both teams like and the fans attending the game like as well. You know, the Eagles and the 49ers, the top two seeds in the NFC, this is the way it should be. These are your two best teams, and this has all of the characteristics to be a flat-out classic. Then we get to Cincinnati and Kansas City, and it's Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes. As I am recording this, he says he is good to go. He has practiced this week, but he was diagnosed with a high ankle sprain, and we would be naive to think at some point in the game that will not be a factor. Now, these two teams played in Week 13, and the Bengals won without their star running back, Joe Mixon. And in that game, the Bengals were able to control the clock. Burrow was phenomenal on third downs in that game, and it was a 27-24 win, and Patrick Mahomes was 100% for that game. When you talk about Kansas City, you're talking about Travis Kelsey, arguably the best tight end in football, and one of the best tight ends in the history of the National Football League. But they don't have a Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is the best receiver on the field coming up on Sunday, all right? So what about 
if Patrick Mahomes were to get hurt, Chad Henney stepped in, and he played pretty well when Mahomes was being looked at last week after he hurt the injury. But let's face it, he's not Mahomes. So who wins this game, and why do they win this game? Here's the one thing we do know. The Bengals have no issues going into Kansas City and winning. They did it last year in this same setup in the AFC Championship game. The Bengals are unflappable, all right? They really are. Not too many things seem to bother them. This was a team that went into Cincinnati with all the emotions still surrounding DeMar Hamlin and the Bills, and they went into Buffalo and spanked them, all right? The Bengals are no fluke. They're the real deal. We know that the Kansas City Chiefs are the real deal, but it all, to me, centers around Patrick Mahomes. And because of Mahomes' ankle, and I just don't see how this can be 100%, it just especially in the second half. I mean, I expect uh, the, the Chiefs to get off to a hot start. I really do. They'll have all the plays scripted, and we'll be going, oh, wow, gee, the Chiefs look just as good as they always have, and blah, blah, blah. But as this game goes on, I like the Bengals more and more and more. And if they fall behind by 10 points early, talking about the Bengals, they're not going to be rattled. They're not going to be rattled at all. They're going to be fine. They'll get back in this game. And I just think they're a little bit better. I think they're a little bit better than the Kansas City Chiefs. Think about this. The Chiefs at home have been anywhere this week between one and two-point underdogs. All right? Then I look at a line at the beginning of the week. Oh, they're a one-point favorite. So I don't know where it's going to be on kickoff on Sunday. I think it obviously has a lot to do with how people feel that Patrick Mahomes is going to be. I mean, it's a very tough game to play in terms of odds. But if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm not worried about going into Kansas City and having to win this game. All right? I'm, I'm just not. The Bengals are a team that right now is on a roll. Yes, I'm a little worried still about their offensive line, but that was not an issue against Buffalo. And if, and I'm just saying if, the Bengals can keep Travis Kelsey, all right, with just a, a good game instead of a great game, then I think the Cincinnati Bengals will win this game, all right? I like the Bengals in this game, and I like them to win by six points. I'm going to say they win this game 30 to 24. I think they'll be able to move the ball up and down the field. I think they will score. I don't think they're going to have a problem scoring. The question is, will Patrick Mahomes, as this game goes on, will he become less and less of a typical Mahomes factor? And based on high ankle sprains and based on what I've seen in the past, I just cannot believe, all right? I cannot believe that Patrick Mahomes is going to be effective in the fourth quarter when they're going to need him the most. And that's the reason why I like Cincinnati to win this game. So I'm taking my Super Bowl pick, Philadelphia and the Cincinnati Bengals. It is now time for our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I will answer your question on my next podcast. Mike asks, what do the Bills need to change to win a Super Bowl? Great question, Mike. They had the table set perfectly on the heels of what happened in the playoffs last year in Kansas City. I really think losing Von Miller when they did was just a, a, a real blow to this team. But even with that said, 
Uh, I'm disappointed that we didn't see the Bills in the championship game this year. I, I don't have the answers, Mike. I really don't. I also don't think Josh Allen was as good as advertised this year. He made too many mistakes. That needs to change, Mike, next year. Tony asked a really interesting question. Is LeBron James having a better back end of his career than MJ or Kobe? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. I, I, I mean, what he's doing at age 38 is remarkable. Kevin wants to know if Tom Brady returns, do I think he plays for the Bucks or another team? Kevin, if he does come back, I think he'll be playing elsewhere. I do not think he'll be playing in Tampa. Jacob asked, do the Broncos need to do anything they can to get a replacement for Russ? It's going to be difficult, Jacob, with the money they're paying him and everything else, but that clearly uh, did not work. Rob asked, is there anything you want to say about Matt Barnes spitting at his wife's ex-husband? Rob, stay tuned for my rant coming up next. Colin wants to know who deserves the most credit for the Kings' recent success. Colin, I've always said it's not a one-man show, but clearly, DeMontis Sabonis is the most responsible person for the Kings being third in the West. Now, you could say, well, gee, what about Monty McNair? He made the trade. All right, it starts with the guy that made the trade, but DeMontis Sabonis has completely turned this team around, in my opinion. Brad wants to know, who are some of the NFL's most improved players this season? There are a couple of them, Brad, and I'm a Giants fan. So to me, I think Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones are near the top of the list. But there are there are others on other teams. I don't have the whole list, Brad, but those are clearly some of the guys. I personally think it's Daniel Jones. Jake wants to know, do I find the NHL skills competition dumb? Jake, I find most of the events at All-Star Weekend and all of the leagues dumb. Okay? So to answer your question... I don't know if I would use the word dumb like you do, even though I just did, but I'm not crazy about it. I'm really not. Blake asked, how much longer do you think Greg Popovich coaches before he retires? Good question, Blake. I think it's going to be much, much sooner than later. That's for sure. Just go to crowdultra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question on next week's podcast. It's time for rant. Folks, I want to tell you, about Zoom 180. Just go to zoom180.com and look at the video of this revolutionary new flashlight that is available for order right now. I don't even need to say anything else. Just go to zoom180.com, Z-O-O-M, zoom180.com. See for yourself. I think you're going to love what you see. Well, Matt Barnes is in the news again. That's right, Matt Barnes, who you see on your Sacramento Kings TV screen on most games. TMZ came out with a story, and they have video of Matt Barnes spitting on his fiance's ex during a heated altercation at the 49ers-Cowboys game. That's right. But, of course, Matt Barnes never does anything wrong. It's never his fault. As a matter of fact, Barnes comes out and says that the other individual, the other guy started it all, threatening him and shoving him. That's right. The incident happened just before the playoff game with the 49ers and the Cowboys when apparently Barnes encountered his fiance's former husband, David Patterson Jr., in a concourse at the venue. In the footage obtained by TMZ, you can see Matt Barnes spraying the man with his spit before he later got in the guy's face. The clip shows the two having words, getting into a bit of a wrestling match before they were separated and went their different ways. According to an application for a temporary civil restraining order filed by Barnes in L.A. County Court two days after the incident, 
Barnes alleges that Patterson was the aggressor in the situation. Barnes in the document said, quote, he hunted me down and aggressively confronted me. How about that? We'll go on and on and on. Barnes added that Patterson, quote, shoved me and I was forced to push him off me. I did not want the altercation to physically escalate further and out of frustration with him seeing me out in his unrelented or seeking me out in his unrelenting repeated harassment, I spit in his direction in disgust. Cops, by the way, were called to the scene to investigate where they say the alleged victim ID'd 42-year-old Matt Barnes as the suspect. They said an investigation into the case remains ongoing. Never ends with Matt Barnes. Never. Just goes on and on and on. Arrest after arrest, trouble after trouble, uh, charges this, charges that. Uh, The guy's a bad apple. All right, he's got an anger management issue, but obviously NBC Sports California, and I would guess the Sacramento Kings, don't have any problems with that. I guess it's okay to spit in someone's face. I guess it's okay to, you know, hit women. I guess it's okay to be vulgar. I guess it's okay okay to call a law enforcement, uh, in this case, a police officer, a effing F, a Gaysler. I guess that is okay. I guess that's okay to work for NBC Sports. I guess that's acceptable. I guess it is. I mean, I don't know what else to say. He's still on TV. So that tells me that NBC and the Sacramento Kings don't have any problems with Matt Barnes' behavior. How about you? Do you have a problem with Matt Barnes' behavior? That's my rant for today. And that is my podcast for today. Hope you have a fabulous day. Great weekend. Enjoy the football games, everybody. So long. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.